1460 WVOX. Let's return to Westchester Eye on the Radio with Peter Moses on 1460 WVOX. And we are back from our break, folks. Thanks for sticking with us. We are about to begin our second half hour of Westchester Eye on the Radio. I am Mardina Sud along with Peter Moses. Charles Stern is on the phone. And also on the phone is our guest today, who is David Buckwald, Assemblyman David Buckwald, I should say, who is one of the contenders for Nita Lowy's seat for Congress in the 17th District. Uh, David, I, I want to ask you, I, you are an Assemblyman. Now, should you win, you will have a lot more territory to cover and to support. And one of those, one of the components of your district will be Portchester. Now, God forbid Trump should win again, but if indeed he does win, he has he has targeted sanctuary cities, one of them which I believe is Portchester. Now, if he suddenly decides he's going to start snipping funds from Portchester, what would you do as a congressperson? Oh, Ardina, I appreciate the question, and yes, this district goes across the whole uh, I-287 corridor from uh, Portchester through the Titan over the bridge, all the way to Ramapo. Um, I uh, um, very much believe that when Democrats go to vote June 23rd, uh, it's important for them to choose not just a member of Congress, but to choose the member of Congress from New York's 17th Congressional District. And that role, which Nita Lois filled so ably uh, these many years, uh, involves being a fighter for uh, every one in the district, and, and that includes certainly working with our local governments, well, on the uh, county government and state government uh, colleagues, uh, and being an advocate for them, and that very much includes uh, being an advocate for Portchester, something I've been happy to do, to stand uh, with people in Portchester, making sure that uh, Portchester, like uh, so many parts of our area, is able to be a welcoming community, and if uh, president of any political party threatens uh, uh, funding to uh, my district, uh, it's something that would be my responsibility to stand up on. In fact, one of the first things I did as a state assemblyman was uh, fight back against the uh, state commissioner of education who threatened the uh, Harrison Central School District with a cut in funds because Harrison wanted to evaluate its high school principal in a uh, way that the... Uh, commissioner in his infinite wisdom didn't like and so i banded with colleagues from new york city who are also being threatened and we got changed the law and defended the taxpayers and the students and educators in harrison and exactly would be the same approach i take for port chester uh and all around the 17th congressional district hey david david charlie stern yeah. here i, I got a hey, political Charlie. question i want to i watched the news 12 debate yesterday and what i saw is there seems to be like much like in the national level there's like a couple of lanes there's the progressive lane of candidates and then there's the establishment lane and you seem to be in the establishment lane but it's very interesting i didn't hear you mention this this is some free political advice for you you have done <laughs> the one this is the, you have done the one thing that they would all love to say they would do which is to flip a district from red to blue you've done that and yet you're not positioning yourself with those progressive candidates. So what do you think is well, going on? How's it going to work? Although I encourage everyone to watch the replays of the News 12 debate, and it's available online as well. Um, when I launched my campaign, I 
very much stand by this. I believe I am the true progressive uh, in this race. Um, it's you know that we've gotten to a point right now where um, what uh, you know historically has, has always been valued in a Democratic Party, which is standing up for things like uh, women's right to choose and the environment and uh, education and uh, gun safety. Uh, uh, isn't always what every single uh, uh, um, self-proclaimed progressive is is going for. I'm one who actually produces results, and I think I've passed more progressive uh, legislation than any other uh, candidate in this race. So I don't think that's a choice between being effective and being a, a solid advocate uh, for democratic values. Uh, uh, but I, you know, very much believe that. Really, this is as much a race between, you know, folks who are willing to roll up their sleeves like I am and uh, solve problems uh, for voters in Lower Hudson Valley um, and those who think it's sufficient to stand as loudly as possible on top of a soapbox and and, uh, think that that's going to uh, win the day. We have to have someone who's... uh, going to take it to Republicans, and certainly the fact that I defeated a Tea Party Republican is uh, uh, something I'm very proud of. I'm even prouder of the fact that in my assembly district, we went from having two of the nine towns having majority Democratic town boards to now seven of the nine. I like to think a little bit of that is my uh, leadership on behalf of the party, but of course a lot of it is... Not just your, not just, not just your leadership, um, your presence. Yeah. You, you get a... You don't get around as much as Latimer, but nobody gets around as much as Latimer. George is the uh, uh, quintessential retail politician, the best in the business. And uh, one day he might be willing to lend me his cloning machine that allows him to be <laughs> everywhere at once uh, in Westchester. Uh, he's certainly along with uh, Councilman Lowy, uh, a political mentor of mine. And I, uh, um, I certainly made sure that within the Assembly District, I try to get everywhere I can, and if someone, know, if I'm not somewhere, someone knows it's because I must be somewhere else, uh, and that's the nature of uh, being an elected official. It's nice to hear you, uh, uh, Ardina. When you asked the question, I was I was waiting uh, with bated breath to hear David's response to it. But uh, you're approaching this race with a lot of passion, a lot of outward passion, not just inner passion, and and that's good to hear because you have a lot of people who are also in the race and. You're not someone who does a lot of word salad, um, but I, I, I think it's great that you're being so upfront about what you think, and, uh, and in an animated way, in, in a different way than uh, some people might perceive you to be a, a low key but highly effective politician. You're showing a lot of uh, grit and passion about this race. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Let's put this way: I wouldn't be able to get so much done if I didn't have a mode of being able to express myself uh, with forcefulness. Uh, it would not be law in New York State right now for New York State to turn over the tax returns of top government officials if I wasn't passionate for taking on uh, uh, Donald Trump and folks like him who want to just hide their personal finances from voters. Um, that's a bill that's now law that Donald Trump is suing over. And I really feel that, you know, you have to have your core values and, and push for them. Uh, and hopefully uh, folks as part of this campaign will see that I'm, I'm not just a passionate advocate, but I'm an effective advocate. And marrying those two together Great. is exactly what we need. 
But David, you're in a primary, and you've got uh, nine serious competitors. They're all saying that they're running against Donald Trump. They're all saying that they're progressive. They're 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 probably all going to go for the working family party line. Uh, do you think there'll be competition for that this time? Oh, there, there will be. They, they, they they've decided uh, to uh, give their backing to another candidate, which is is what it is. But I do know that whereas exactly as you said. They will be saying things. They'll have, their rhetoric will be great. But what will not be great is a record of success because most of them don't have any record really to run on. Um, I am someone who, you know, as much as I will want people to uh, take me at my word uh, because I, I do believe my word's my bond, um, you really don't have to. Uh, you can just look at what it is I've been fighting for, uh, and I think Democrats will see that um, I'm someone who's not only passed uh, seven bills uh, that I've sponsored into law, I've also been uh, a fighter for the district, uh, making sure that um, when there are things we have to champion, uh, that's uh, something I'll be behind, but also when there's something we have to stop, uh, we, uh, uh, I make sure that, working with legislative colleagues, that it's as uh, important as possible that we fight for uh, Westchester and the broader Lower Hudson Valley. And I, I have a question, David. Uh, the, 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 as Charles points out, there are tons of people in that race. But one of the people from the Republican side, as Peter has told me, is a young Hasidic woman, 25 years old, I believe, 25 years old. And it, within your district, there is a large Hasid voting block, and she's running on the Republican ticket. Uh, how how are you going to compete against that? Well, first by winning the Democratic primary. I'm I'm totally convinced that the winner of the Democratic primary on uh, June 23rd uh, will be the next Congress member. Uh, this is a seat that not only uh, uh, has needed Lowy, Sir Sauron, and helped be a leader of our party, uh, but I think the district overall is, is very committed. A Democrat to Congress. I think the so last Republican. I'll be very happy to uh, take on uh, whoever the Republican competitor is, um, but I also know that um, uh, being a true a blue Democrat is what this is looking for. If memory serves, the, as memory serves, the last Republican uh, to hold that congressional seat was Ogden Reed, if I'm not mistaken. The district's moved around a little bit, but he's soon been one who represented. Uh, portion and uh yeah it's, it's a dynamic district for sure absolutely so we're going to be going to break when we get back we're going to continue our conversation with david buckwald uh we'll be discussing what he thinks are the most important issues facing uh, our district uh, in the new congress coming a year from november we'll be right back all right we're interviewing david buckwald today uh, this is our final quarter hour we have 10 minutes to grill him uh a little bit um, I know, Ardina, you wanted to ask a question to begin with? Uh, yeah, David, you're in a very, I think we talked about it before the break, you're in a very, very crowded field at this point. I mean, we've had Mondaire Jones on the show who was endorsed by Elizabeth Warren. Uh, who, who lied to us twice on the air, but that's okay. We're going to have another candidate next week. So how do you, granted, you, you are an assemblyman, so you do have a track record. But the, the, but basically, the, the Democratic vote is going to be fractured. So how do you stand out among this this broad field? Well, first, I think there are um, uh, 42,000 registered Democrats 
who already know my record from having represented them. Uh, first on the uh, uh, Common Council, our City Council in White Plains, and then uh, for the last seven years uh, in the State Assembly representing nine towns in Westchester, uh, most of whom are in the, uh, assembly, the Congressional District. So some of this is just folks knowing my uh, uh, capacity to get things done, having uh, worked on their behalf, whether it's something that gets big headlines or just helps uh, keep a family from... Uh, um, losing their insurance or uh, having their power, getting their power restored, whatever it is. Um, but um, but beyond the uh, uh, areas I've represented before, I think a lot of this is the fact that um, you know Westchester County Democrats are um, you know coming to recognize like we have to uh, um, make sure we have put our best foot forward from day one uh, uh, in our, selecting our new Congress member and. That's why all seven local Democrat committees that have made endorsements have endorsed me. Last week we announced uh, CWA's endorsement. Uh, before that, our county clerk, Tim Idoni, and just last week again, uh, chairman of the county board of legislators, uh, Ben Boykin. Um, overall, over 50 endorsements. Uh, but I'm not just going to rest on uh, that support. What matters in the end is the support of the voters uh, on June 23rd and leading up to June you know- 23rd because early voting starts June 13th. David, back back when uh, newspapers, uh, just in Westchester, were more active, and the Daily News had a uh, Westchester Bureau, and the Times had a Westchester Bureau, the fact that you picked up all those endorsements would have, uh, the Journal News, or back in the day, the Reporter Dispatch, the Daily Item, whichever whichever of the nine communities you lived in that had... Uh, had its own newspaper, it wasn't that difficult to get positive information out there about what you're doing. In today's landscape, um, there's just News 12 and and the Journal News with some weeklies that put up daily stuff. But how frustrating is it to, to uh, you know, to no, have look, this? I, I understand that it's flashy when a uh, uh, any... Uh, elected official from outside New York endorses someone in our uh, race because, you know, we all like to be paid attention to. But ultimately, what matters is the support from within the district. And on that front, um, I'm making sure to be in every corner of the district and talking to uh, both colleagues in government and folks who are ready to get out and... uh, Knock on doors, talk to their neighbors. There's nothing better than hearing from a friend or neighbor about it. Understood, understood. But there are a lot of people. Charles, Charles. Charles, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, if I can just switch gears because there's a short amount of time left. It came up in the debate. East Ramapo, I, I, I just have to just like cut to it, okay? East Ramapo is one of the most screwed up school districts in the United States of America. When you get to Congress, will you support charter schools? I, I, I have not uh, con- convinced that uh, charter schools are a solution to our uh, education problems. Charter schools serve 1% to 2% of American uh, uh, school kids. So you could, you could have the best charter school, and that doesn't actually uh, um, solve the broader educational issues we have as a country, let alone the fact that you know charter schools tend not to be held uh, accountable in the same way that we demand of our other public schools. But... Um, I certainly will be someone who is um, a partner at the federal level for making sure our public schools, including uh, East Rampo, get support they need. Uh, 
even though education is predominantly a state level uh, concern, it's been part of why I've uh, 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 voted for having a monitor in, for the East Post uh, School District and making sure that we direct more funds uh, there at the federal level. Um, I want to make sure that we've got robust uh, federal funding and, and support for the uh, uh, local educators and, and students and taxpayers of the 17th Congressional District. But you're a no on school choice. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not believing that's a solution. That that is the solution to the to the East Aaron Poe uh, Central School District. Uh, um, uh, you know circumstances, and I and I, I, to me, it's not an, a flex of opposition. It's it's that you know I would actually need to believe that this is solving the problem as opposed to just uh, uh, a way to you know, potentially uh, deflect where uh, uh, things are because they're going to be still uh, students going to the traditional public schools and we have to solve for those students and families' needs Okay, but, well. but David, if I, can, if I can interrupt you to, to the second, to, to Charles' point, the, the Bedford school system, and correct me if I'm wrong, is increasing a, a is, is experiencing an increasing demand because of the undocumented kids that are coming in from Mexico and, and, and Guatemala. All of a sudden, Bedford now has to have extra ESL classes. They have bigger cla- they have bigger classes in general. And since the flow of immigration is not going to stop, you know, sooner or later, that system is going to start start bending. So, uh, you know. Well, well I, I, I will correct you because I represent the Bedford Central School District. And although there are portions of the school districts that are growing, the Bedford Central School District is actually um, considering the possibility of closing an elementary school. So they are not um, uh, overall um, uh, experiencing uh, growth, actually quite the contrary. Um, and that doesn't mean that there aren't circumstances to be uh, uh, solved. And there are school districts in an area that have experienced significant growth and don't get uh, increasing uh, sufficiently state funding. Like uh, Porchester. Like but, Porchester. Um, you know, we do have a federal obligation to provide uh, uh, fair uh, public education to all youngsters. And, of course, most of these uh, uh, school-age uh, kids are here not because uh, uh, they made an affirmative decision themselves, but they're part of a family unit. Uh, that came, and that's part of why I support things like the DREAM Act, uh, to recognize that we want these uh, youngsters to be as productive members of our society as possible. But is that not creating a, a greater demand on the public school system, which might give some credence to the charter schools taking some of the overspill? Yeah, also, charter schools well, represent about 6%, 6% nationally of all public school students. So it's a little more than you think there, David. Well, maybe nationally. It's certainly not the case in New York. Um, uh, but, but in any case, even if you accept the 6% number, we still got to work for the other 94% as well. Uh, and I think uh, that's uh, something that, uh, you know, suffice to say is uh, not a decision that's going to be uh, solely made in, in D.C. One of, one of the roles of a Congress member is to be respectful of decisions made at the state level and uh, local and county levels as well, and not just be trying to do a top-down, one-size-fits-all approach. That was one of the things that, frankly, got us in trouble uh, with Race to the Top and uh, No Child Left Behind, is that they did not leave flexibility for school districts and increased costs with uh, 
mandates that were put down from uh, Washington and Albany. All right, we're going to have to cut that off right now because uh, our show is coming to an end. David, give me a 30-second pitch on why you should be the candidate. Sure. Well, everyone should go to uh, Congress.com and, and uh, learn all the more about me and my platform. But if you want to deal with uh, gun safety, defending women's right to choose, uh, keeping taxes under control, addressing climate change and combating corruption, uh, David Buckwald is your candidate. Okay, that was really good. Next week we have Catherine Parker. Everybody, have a wonderful week. I thought that was a really good exchange with David Buckwald.